This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week podcast. Welcome back a previous guest today, Cosentino, the Grand Illusionist. Welcome back. Thank you for having me again. Uh, it's good to see you. I mean, we spoke to you, it must be two years, I'm yes. guessing now, two years ago. If people want to check up on that, uh, it's up on our website or it's still on iTunes. We'll sort of cover what you've been doing recently. We won't go back too much back through that old stuff. Now, one thing I did want to cover that we covered before, some people call you a magician. Mm-hmm. I think you label yourself as an illusionist. Tell us the difference and what's the... If you're an illusionist, you get paid 20% more. <laughs> So I call myself an illusionist. Right. Um, no, look, I, I, in the past, I'll be really uh, honest with you. Yes. I preferred the word illusionist because when you say illusionist, it, it covers more ground and it, it makes more sense to me. For example, when you dance on stage, you can create different illusions with your body. I create the illusion on stage that I'm reading someone's mind. I can't really read minds, but I create the illusion I can read minds. I create the illusion that I can predict the future. So that's more fitting. When you say magician, it kind of limits you to some degree. Right. Um, but I'm not offended by it by any means. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a bit more of a dramatic word, isn't it? I, I think it's so. Sort of, uh, excuse the pun, conjures up uh, yeah. images of, uh, <laughs> of a, a bit more exciting things. As you say, grand. a bigger range. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Very exciting. Look, um, so probably 2015 we caught up. You were doing, I think, the Twisted Reality Tour in Australia. That's correct. Since then, you seem to have honed in on Asia as mm. your biggest market where you could probably get your, you know, make a living. You correct, know, correct. Is, but tell us, tell us the background to that. Why did you, why did you go there? Okay, so there's, there's a couple of reasons. My original TV series, uh, The Magic Mystery Madness, has aired in over 40 countries and done very well throughout Asia. That's one reason. The other reason was it's, it's the Asian culture takes to magic uh, very well. It's kind of built into their DNA. Um, they like that mystery. They they accept the fact that they don't understand how absolutely everything works. Uh, in Western culture, we seem to be oh, hang on, let's try and figure it out. It's more of a puzzle. And I thought it was the it was a logical next crossover, um, as opposed to getting into the the American market straight away and being with a whole bunch of different magicians and and trying to do the Vegas thing. I thought, well, hang on. There's Macau, which technically is the new Vegas with all the new casinos. And to be perfectly honest, there's, 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 from an economical point of view, there's more money flowing through Macau than Vegas. Okay. Wow. A lot more. Some yes. of the casinos, I mean, if you get some of the stats, um, in Asia, for example, in Singapore at the Marina Bay Sands, we did 12 shows there. That casino draws more gambling revenue than the entire Vegas Strip. Really? Wow. I mean, if that doesn't tell you where to go, I, I don't know yeah. what does. Yeah. The the Marina Bay Sands is that the one with the boat. the two towers yes. joined by a, what looks like a boat, a boat across on top. It is yeah. Okay. So we performed twelve shows there. What part of the building was that in the where you performed? Was it up high or it's it, 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 it's not up the very very top okay. obviously, but yep. it's still up high above the shops. Yes, uh, obviously above the car park. Um, beautiful theatre. I mean, sixteen hundred seats. You know, great audiences. Uh, once again, very receptive uh, to magic, have, have an understanding, appreciation. I, I mean, and, and the Marina Bay Sands um, uh, put on great shows. The Lion King, Wicked, Miss Saigon, great musical theatre shows, great acts going there. So it was a real honour yeah. to be able to perform there. 
Who's your promoter in Asia? Who do you work Base with? Entertainment. Okay. But okay. it's all coordinated by us as well. We put it all together. Right. Our management puts it all together. Mark's sitting behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does all the hard work. Yeah. He does something. Why? Well, 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 just I, sit there. I sort of know that because he's um, he's a very good um, spokesperson. Well, yeah, manager. He seems to do the lot. So he, he's a good bloke. Um, so tell me, give me some insights before you get a gig mm. at somewhere like that. Mm. You've got it. So you're working with a promoter. Do the people who run the venue, do you need to go in and, and do a bit of a show for them or anything like that? This is interesting. <laughs> it doesn't quite work like that. Um, uh, for, this particular one came about, I was a guest artist on the grand final of Asia's Got Talent, which happened to be filmed at the Marina Bay Sands. Uh-huh. I did my act. They it, it, so went, they saw it. They went very well. They liked it. And it's like, oh, this guy, yeah. And, and then, of course, they got to know me and we spoke to them. But this, this process takes, you know, two, three years. It doesn't happen um, by one phone call, one email. It takes a long yeah. time. We recently performed at the New Winds in Macau. That took a long time to, to, to put together. So people who think it just comes about by magic, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> it, it doesn't work like that. It comes about by right. hard work. This yes. Hard work. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? The um, and, and tell us a little bit about what what was the tour? What did you have a name for the shows you were doing in Asia? Yeah, anything is possible uh-huh. is my new tour. Yes, which toured throughout Asia. It started in Indonesia, and then we went through Macau and we, uh, Singapore, and um, that coordinate. Basically, once I finish touring throughout Asia, we'll come back to Australia. Scoop, okay. At the end of twenty eighteen. Well, gee, we've got to wait a while. You do, but it takes Come a long on. time to put everything together and coordinate yeah. all and book venues. And I you know, know. Australia is an interesting market because we're actually very um, uh, in tune with, 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 with the arts and, and culture. Our venues book up very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Um, so to get good venues, you've, you've got to book at least probably 12 months ahead, right? Uh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yes. 100%. And the reason I, I bring it up, in, in uh, I was talking um, – uh, we, we're doing some new things we'll get to in a moment in, in Asia and they said well how can uh, we're looking for venues to film and do things and they were saying well how, how do venues all booked up and I said they book up 12 months in advance hmm. Hmm. so even in Asia with all these different they didn't quite understand um, how um, prominent theatre is so this tour mm. do you do you fine tune the show much do you change elements much on a show from maybe when you start to the last performance? Specifically for the for yeah, like, Asia? Like, yeah, I'm just yes. thinking like stand-up comedian. Yes. Like Will Anderson might have his show and it'll basically be the same jokes but I think he'll there'll be a fair bit of rewriting as it goes across. Does that happen? Yeah, with, uh, 100%. Every thing? new show. So Twisted Reality yeah. will, is a completely different show to Anything Is Possible. Yeah, but what I was saying at the Anything Is Possible tour... Well, well so, so to answer Within your question, that? Yes, yes, 100%. So they're okay. two different shows. Yes. Then we take it to Asia, and it becomes a different show to begin with because I have Macau interpreter, I have subtitles on the screen... Or do you? And I minimise my speech, which is very different to Singapore, where I speak English with no interpreter and no right. subtitles. So that's, that's really different within the market mm-hmm. and different... To defer the, the the other show, Twisted uh, uh, Reality. And then when it gets to Australia, it's different again because of what you're talking about. It evolves. It's a living, breathing organism that, that develops. And I go, well, hang on. Maybe if we change this little bit of music here and change the lighting. So it does become a very different show from Asia, let's say, to the, the time you see it at the end of 2018. Okay. And do you tailor your show too, depending on if it might be a completely new audience where you haven't worked before? So you might have a cracker, you know, what do you call it, a cracker act, a yeah. trick, a, yes, uh, an illusion? illusion or demonstration, yes. from early in your career that you maybe think a lot of people in Australia 
probably oh. familiar with, so you don't bring it out anymore. 100%. And yet yeah. I'll be able to use that in Asia, for example, because they haven't seen it. Yes, and we do that. We do that. And, and, we, and, and um, look, that's the best thing about breaking into new territories. You can take the best of the best and have the ultimate show. Unfortunately, when you've done multiple shows like I've done in Australia, you've always got to write and come up with new material, which becomes very difficult. I wish I could do a best hits package yes. because it would be, without trying to sound conceited, a killer. Hmm. It would be like me. It, it's like seeing um, The Lion King or Wicked. Why well, couldn't you do we, Hopefully, we will get One day to that. One day. Yeah. And I know. Well, still a bit young, are you? To have the greatest hits I, package. I, 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 can't, I think so. Yeah. But, but with all confidence, and once again, for the sake of sounding a little bit, when we do the hits package, it will be a hit hmm. because the material is so strong that's been worked around the world. I can't wait for that day. Sure. You've won awards judged by your peers before, I think, haven't you? Mm. A couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you think you're a bit of a student of sort of 100%. your trade, right? Of course. You're still learning. That. Yeah. Have you met many people, either magicians or illusionists, in Asia since you've been there? Uh, yes, in Indonesia, uh, because we were there for three weeks. Not in Singapore. Uh, when we were running around through Taipei and Manila filming my, my, my new TV show, we uh, – no, it was just um, – it, 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 it's such a quick, tight turnaround that I didn't have the opportunity to to meet uh, any other magicians. Right, okay. I'd love to, though. Yes, yeah. Because you, yeah. you can talk shop. Yeah, yeah, which you like, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah and you'd have lots of questions about crowds. Correct. and, and, and how, what, what shows. Correct, what and works. what works. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so your TV series, The Elements, mm. give us a bit of background on that. How did that come about? Put, uh, put together by Sony AXN, which is, well, it, it, it's one of the, it's the largest English speaking channel in, in Asia. And it runs multi, multi-country, yeah, 22 countries. Yep, okay. Uh, an average viewing night is a hundred million people. Wow. And they put things together like, uh, stra- uh, like Asia's Got Talent. In English, yes, from all the different regions. The next uh, Asia's next top model, uh, the Amazing Race, these really big formats, and we worked with them when I when I when I appeared as a guest artist in the grand final of Asia's Got Talent, and uh, we've been talking to them for a number of years, and they uh, put together basically decided to put together a show uh, with me in it um, called The Elements which, of course, is very Asian-based, Earth, Wind, Fire, Water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the great thing about the show is that there's – usually in Asia, these shows have lots of sponsors. Actually, in Australia, the shows have lots of sponsors too, but they don't ever do a show without a big sponsor. Okay. This is the first time that the network has taken on an, uh, uh, a show that, that has no sponsors behind it yet. Okay, so they'll make the show, then they'll take it to market. Correct. Okay. Well, and they, and they never do that. Well, that's what they, I was told. It's never They never do that, okay. um, which is a, a, a great um, – shows great confidence in, 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 in my ability, my team's ability, um, which is good. Of course, that adds pressure now Yes. to make it work. Yeah, yeah. How many episodes? Four episodes, four, four yeah. elements. Okay. And um, is it made in-house by there's the an outside, pro- There's an outside, outside production, outsource a production company yep. to put it together, but it's, in, it's an in-house production, yes. Okay, okay. Made so. internally by AXN. Yes, is there a chance we will see that here eventually? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, that's really up to us and, 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 and if we want to sell it back. there's and, a hunger for yeah, it if you start I, getting badgered by people. Saying yeah, that. I think so. And, and, and I'm, I'll be happy to 
to, to have it here in Australia. Yeah. <clears throat> That's something that we will talk about. Sure, sure. Now, I got sidetracked before. I think you were going to tell us a little bit your, about your Asian shows. Ah. We, 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 we talked about uh, Marina Bay Sands. Mm. Tell where else have you worked live across? Uh, Macau, uh, Indonesia. I've done shows now in Vietnam, Thailand, and they're all very different, mm. very different audiences. For example, <clears throat> in Bangkok, they loved the close-up sleight-of-hand card tricks. Okay. <clears throat> in, um, in Singapore, they loved the illusions where I would disappear and end mm. up in the audience. They're the ones that created <laughs> this huge response. Yeah. And they're very different. They're very different. Uh, uh, Chinese audiences in Taipei are very, very different. And I learned a lot uh, filming this new TV series. We're on the street. And here I am in the Philippines, in Manila, on the streets with kids. I have no shoes or socks, and I'm performing uh, a magic trick for them. And then three days later, I'm in Kuala Lumpur performing for a princess mm-hmm. and performing the same trick. And the thing that was so beautiful was the response is exactly the same. doesn't matter how powerful you are. doesn't matter about your background, social economic. Magic transcends all of that. It breaks down all the barriers if something disappears or reappears or floats, it works no matter what language you speak, no matter how, and no, matter, no matter how you're wired. And that was a real eye-opener for me because traditionally, I travel to a country, I bring my show, you know, two 40-foot shipping containers, 15 people with me. We, fi- we pick up another 15 people. 15, we, put on sh- wow. we put on the show, yeah. the lighting, the sound, and people buy tickets to see the show. Yeah. This time, n- there was no tickets because we're filming a TV show. No one knows I'm where I, what I'm doing. I just rock up there yes. with my bare hands and, 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 and perform magic for people. And, and that was a beautiful, beautiful experience for me. Yeah. Where are you best known in Asia, do you think? Singapore? Ooh, I was going to say Singapore and Indonesia. Yeah. Because I've spent the most time there. Okay. So Taipei, I've only been there once. And all I filmed was a, was a, was a, uh, a street magic show. However, we'll see what happens once the TV shows air. What, what, what? And they're very different. There will, there will be um, different levels of engagement across the region. Yeah. Um, and that will be interesting to see how, 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 how I transcend and how I work in, in those markets. Taipei is getting you close to China. If you yes. Of, you, you and uh, Mark, any strategies about how you can crack China? <laughs> We, we talk about it all the time. Being in uh, Taipei, you're, you're 100% correct, Taipei and Macau. Although, in Taipei, they, they, they do try to distance themselves a little bit. There's, yeah. two, there's two thoughts. You know, there's, there's um, China who believe that you know, Taipei is under their, their rule. And, and, if you, and if you speak to the Taiwanese, they, they kind of – they're independent. So, um, but you're right. They're very, they're, they're very similar yeah. and, and, a, and great reactions. So um, – my brother, my older brother, was asking the same question. He felt like, if you can work in Taipei, can you work in China? And Can you do both? Does one stop you from going to the other? I don't think so. He no. was more, more interested in the fact that would they respond the same way? Is that a benchmark to say, ah, oh, the people really respond in Taipei, therefore they'll respond in China? We had a lot of Chinese tourists when we were performing who were very engaged with the magic. Mm-hmm. So... I hope so. And, and in Macau, there they was great responses, um, especially with the close-up magic. Right. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, I must keep Mark busy, and you too, when you mean all these markets, virtually every country is a lot bigger than Australia, isn't it? So well, there's, there's all these, what, 22 countries this show? Correct. For Sony um, AXN, 
and most of them are going to be markets bigger than Australia. Well, uh, Indonesia is 265 million. The well, Philippines is 100 well, million. It's not a bit bigger. It's 10 times uh, the size. We're talk- yeah. uh, uh, the smallest is, is Taiwan with 30 million. Yeah, yeah. And that's still bigger than Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely. It puts it in perspective uh, uh, on, on where your focus should be. I mean, on an Australian tour, which we love touring Australia, we'll do 16 shows around Australia, the five major capitals, let's say. Yeah. In Singapore, in one city, we'll do 16 shows. Mm. Mm. And yeah. that's one city. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Now, you come from Melbourne. Is Melbourne still home? Melbourne is home. Do you set up? Like, if you've got a place in Singapore, you try and set up a home there, or do you just do hotels? It's all hotels. <laughs> it's all suitcases, hotels. <laughs> Makes it difficult. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll have a look and see what happens once again with the TV shows and, and spending more. If we, if we start to spend more time, we might end up having to form a base because hmm. also okay. transporting equipment, shipping it across takes 45 days. Well, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. So um, it, we might need to set up a base. Sure, sure. The um, and you're because you've got outfits and stage gear and and you've got a pretty elaborate street style as well, haven't mm-hmm. you? So you you don't just sort of rock up with no. one, one case, do you? No, I have uh, fourteen makeup artists, <laughs> that, and then and then that's just the makeup. Then there's, there's there's four wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I, I, in actual fact. Um, the stage show is big. Like I said, the two forty yeah. foot shipping containers. But the street show is, is a minimal crew, okay. uh, although we filmed with five cameras. Oh, wow. Which is very okay. elaborate. Yes. Um, much bigger than when we filmed in Australia. Yeah. Did you write – did you have to construct all the elements of the, the show? The TV show? Yeah. This time it's been a, a very um, a collective uh, approach. Yep. All the magic, all the stunts, all the illusions – the element idea was a kind of a, a jewel, you know, I had to be comfortable with working with that, that idea, uh, you know, earth, wind, fire and water. Um, but the AXN team, Sony AXN team have put together the narrative to some degree, um, obviously with me being comfortable with it. So it's, it, it's been a, uh, it's been a collective kind of, um, uh, it's, been, yeah. it's been a bit different this time sure. collectively putting it together because they understand Asia. So I have to, which is difficult. I have to kind of put it in their hands and say, okay, so do you think we should do it like this or do it like that? So, well, the Asian market is a little bit more like that. So let's try this approach. Okay. Well, you know, if it, what, what works. Yeah. And because it's in the street, it sort of limits you too, I guess, with the stuff you can do. Hundred percent, and, and yeah. language. Yes, okay. um, I, I do far more magic, for example, in Taipei that is silent, which is a throwback to how I started <laughs> when I didn't speak at all, mm. and I wouldn't talk, even talk on stage. Now I now I can't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> is that ever an instruction? Is it? Look, you're talking too much. <laughs> it, it comes up yeah. sometimes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> quiet down. Um, now you've also been working. You're becoming. You've had your your autobiography, yes, isn't it? Yes, anything came is out. possible. That was almost two years ago as well. Uh, a year ago now, it? yes. A year ago now, okay. And um, so you've been working now on kids' books. Mm. Tell us about that. So first of the autobiography took two years to put together, so we were okay. working on that, putting that all together. And then this children's book called The Mysterious World of Cosentino has also been a two-year project to put together once we had the publishing deal from Scholastic. Yep. But I started working on the book in 2012, coming up with characters, 
the worlds they live in, their personalities, what they can and can't do, getting it illustrated, all, all at my own expense. Right. So when the opportunity arose and I got to meet Scholastic and they were talking to me about a different project, I said, that's great and I love your idea, but I've, I think I've got a, a more, more interesting idea, a children's book. And then there it was and I dumped it on their lap and, and they said, this is great. And then they put me together with James Hart, who's a wonderful illustrator, and I'll, I'll explain that in a moment why, and Jack Heath, who's also an author, children, children's author, who's really uh, – he's a best-selling author. He can, he's got a great fan base, but can really under, he really understands that genre, which was great. So he could transform my, my stories into um, a narrative that would work for an 8- to 12-year-old child, boy and girl, and reluctant, reluctant readers. That's what these books are targeted at because I was a reluctant reader, a kid who didn't learn to read them when I was, until I was 12. So I was very adamant about making sure I had beautiful illustrations to go along with the book. And um, it's been a wonderful process. So it's an all-star team. It is an right. all-star team. Uh, so we think. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Are these on sale now? It's on sale now. It's on sale right now, yep. and um, I'm, I'm very lucky to be able to work with Scholastic. And it's it's a it's a four book deal. Okay. So it's not just one book. Let's see how it goes, and we'll maybe possibly give you a second. This is four stories because I had so much uh, in the backstory, and and, and um, that is nothing. I take I don't take that for granted. That's very rare. Sure. Will they pump these out in lots of markets, or just here, or what's yeah, happening? Yeah. So it's now just been picked up uh, in Asia. Yep. And it's also been picked up by Kane and Miller in the US before it even hit the shelves in Australia, which I've been told again was also very rare because usually they want to see how it goes in its own market. They kind of test it out. Uh, Kane and Miller over in the US picked it up before it even was finished here. Well, that's good. Printed. Yeah, yeah. So if they get some good response, would you ever go and promote it there? Or? I would love to do that. Yeah. I love doing the book tours. I love meeting fans and, and it's uh, and having people tell me, you know, they love the book. That's not, you know, that's wonderful when people tell you they like your work. Sure. You could have a worse day, couldn't you? Yeah, they could yeah. tell you they don't like it. Yeah. We ignore those people. <laughs> <laughs> so you're back here now. You've been doing a little bit of publicity here. I think you saw on, your, on the Today Show this mm. week. You visited Smallsy. Yes. Down Nova, who's been a good supporter of yours too. He has, yes. Um, what, are you, what are you up to right now? What, do, you, do you get a bit of time off? What's happening? No. no, we're on the PR tour. Then uh, once I get back, there's more PR to do back home in Melbourne. But at the same time, we're working on the new stunts for the TV show. Okay. And that is a huge undertaking. You know, we're talking about jumping in water tanks, hanging from burning ropes, coordinating all that. My brother's back home right now, making sure the, you know everything's being put together for that and bits and pieces. So there's a lot involved. It doesn't... It doesn't. It's very busy right now. It doesn't. It doesn't stop. At the end, uh, start of November, it slows down a bit. But when we start doing corporate events and, and shows, and then of course we gear up to go back to Asia. So you have a corporate show. We have well, a that, bunch of corporate. That must yeah. be popular. Yes, we do a lot of corporate work. Okay. A lot of corporate work. Um, we do anywhere from 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and it's uh, a lot of audience interaction, and it works really well. It, it's, uh, we do a lot of big corporate companies, um, traveling parties, myself and three others, uh, and um, all travels on a plane, yeah. which is much smaller than what I, how I usually travel, but we've, we've got the show down to a fine art that you know, each case weighs under 30 kilos. It all breaks down. This is a science. This is why I'm expressing. This is a science to get the equipment to break down and fit on a plane. Well, I'm guessing, and this is a shout out to corporate people booking acts because I go to a bit of corporate stuff in this job, and just 
when they hire a musical act, mm. the, it's often the, the act has to be realised that they're probably not going to get listened to. Mm. Often the noise mm-hmm. will, will crescendo and you'll hardly hear the act. They'll get ignored. But I'm guessing if you book Cosentino, you're going to... Because you'd get the attention of the room, right? Well, that's the idea. And, look, and have you got a few tricks if you know there's some people talking? You sort yeah, of, um, yeah. We, look, try and draw them in? Or? I, I do. Look... It's interesting because sometimes corporate clients are like, oh, how, how's that magician going to, to, to work here? But what happens is afterwards they realize it's such a different approach and the audience is silent in the beginning. We come out, there's, a, there's music going, and I basically levitate my assistant. But then we do audience interactions. I borrow some – first off, I take a, a $5 note. They examine it. I show them that I can transform it into a 10. I borrow a 50. I'm going to say it's going to be 100. They end up losing their money. They don't want to give too much away from my corporate shop, but they lose their money. <laughs> And, and there's lots of laughter and audience interaction. So all of a sudden, their CEO is losing some money, and, and, and it's funny. And then I teach them a piece in the show where I'm going to teach them how to perform a trick, and there's a twist. And so our show is very interactive, which I don't think the clients in the beginning quite understand. Yes, it's visual because people are levitating, and I get locked up into a trunk, and we exchange places. But it's the interaction that you would never get with a music yeah. artist. Yeah. And, and, and therefore, we have music plus the interaction plus the comedy, plus the wow factor. It, it, it's, um, it, I mean, it's really unbeatable to some degree. Sure. Yeah, I often think uh, when I'm looking at a music act, and it's interesting how some of them react. They're mm. not in the right mindset for a corporate gig. Yeah. You've got to go, and it's not like those people have paid there no. to see you, is it? So you've got to – I think you've got to take it, whatever Correct. that audience gives you. Correct. You, you can't get cross with them. I've seen performers yeah, get lose upset. it with the audience. It's just – no, it's a very, corporate market is a very, that, very different you? market. You're 100% correct. They're not paying to see you. So you yeah. have to be a very, a very good performer. And we've tailored our show over many years to capture their attention straight away with, with the music and, and, and someone levitating through the air yeah. and then bringing it down and talking to them. Now, when you're talking to someone, to some degree, they listen. Well, they do. In our show, they listen. I mean, we've had – I don't want to sound – I remember doing Dancing with the Stars and bringing my dance partner with me who's a professional ballroom dancer – and she watched my corporate show. We were training during my corporate show, and we got standing. We get standing ovations. Hmm. And she said, "I do corporates every week, and I have never seen a corporate show get a standing ovation." But it's a different approach to yeah. the corporate world. Sure, sure. Have you been? Uh, you've done Dancing with the Stars. Mm. Um, Australia's Got Talent. Yes. Have you been approached for any reality shows here? That, and you've done Men's Health. You did the Men's Health Challenge, I yes, think they I call did. that. Have you, had a, have you ever been asked to go into the jungle, for example? On, uh, Many a times. <laughs> Many a times I've been asked to be in the jungle, uh, be an apprentice. Um, now, do you, don't, don't spoil it for me too much. Do you say no straight away or do you wait and get the full deal and maybe try and negotiate something or is it something you're probably not going to do? It depends on which format it is. Okay. Some of them I say no straight away and some of them we, we kind of feel it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's got to be right for me. <laughs> yes. It's got to be – it's got to highlight me in the right – like doing Dancing with the Stars was great because I got to show a different side to my personality and reach a different audience. Um not saying that I won't ever do it, but let's say being in the jungle, to me, first off, <laughs> it just seems like it's an, it, it, it's not really my kind of – I don't know if I would – People s- would love it though. The audience pop, pop. would love it. But, I mean, for a start, it takes you out of your earning cycle, mm-hmm, right? That's true. So you're out for, I don't know, what is it, ever, 10 weeks yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, I think so, yes. So you've got to wipe all that out of your schedule. Yes. 
And plus, you, you'd be revealing you like to have some mystery about you, Correct. don't you, right? And that's hard to keep Correct. that mystery in a show like that, yeah? Correct. I mean, you're lying around on a hammock. Yeah. And then you're cooking food and cleaning toilets, and which is fine because mm. we all do it in real life. Yeah. But and you're stressed out. You start opening up. You start yes. talking about stuff in your past. Yes. Before you know it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. It makes you a bit vulnerable, doesn't it? So, mm. and, and, uh, not that I'm necessarily afraid of that. I mean, there's, there's lots of bits of that in my uh, in my own TV show. Right. But I don't know if I'd be if I really want to sit around doing challenges. Like, I just don't know if it's my. You know, I don't yeah. think it's really my thing. Yeah, I mean, I can't watch some of that stuff anyway. Some of the maggots and all that stuff. Yeah, just, and eat all whoa, that. Yeah, you know, it's, you'd need a lot of money for that. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, Mark so, would have to. Mark would have to chisel out a really good, good yeah. deal, right? For, so anyone <laughs> listening to this, for them to be the, the TV people, we're, we're talking big dollars to yeah. get me in so there. Well, CBS coming on the scene here, perhaps. If, yeah. If that transaction goes through, maybe they'll open the checkbook. And the next time and... interview, you'd be like, "You're in the jungle. What happened?" <laughs> and I say, "Off air." Well, yeah. you know what? We know why. Yeah. yeah, Mark twisted my arm. Got <laughs> such a good deal. Yeah, we couldn't say no. Right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Look, it's uh, it's great to get you back in here. We sort of covered everything, haven't we? We got the book. We got the Asian. Now, when's the Asian TV show going to be screened in Asia? March. March. Okay. Twenty eighteen. All right. And is there any more filming to do? Yes. Still the, so that's what you're working on in Melbourne. Some of the, Correct. the stuff yeah. that hasn't been done yet. Correct. When do they need to finish filming by? I think it's all got to be done in putting the can by mid November. Oh, so this year? Wow. Yeah, and I, so I've got to still go, do all the, okay. the voiceovers, the narration behind yep. it all. The yep. show is really interesting because it's I'm narrating the show. In, in my past shows, it's interviews. They interview me. They interview my family. Okay. This is all my inner dialogue. Right. How I feel. Now, this is being introduced to the Asian market too. So we're talking about things from my past. We're talking about why I became a magician, how it all came about, what I'm thinking when I'm walking throughout Asia, what it's like to be in Manila, what it's like to perform for a prince, you know, all these different things. It's, it's, it's kind of like us talking, but it's my inner dialogue, which the audience gets to hear. And that all needs to be recorded as well. Sure. At any one time, how many tricks, illusions would you have in your notebook that you, in various forms, whether it's either just something on paper or something you've started to work? Because you need to be doing that all the time, do you? 100%. Could you? Could it be a dozen? Would I was it be going, more than I would, that? I'd say so. Let's talk the TV show street aspect. Yeah, twenty-five tricks just for that. Really? Well, four major stunts, eight illusions. That's just for 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 the show. Now, they're the ones that make the cut. Hmm. So you might have in a street show, you might be looking. I mean, fifty tricks just to to, to kind of narrow it down. So. It's hundreds of tricks to go through. Some are really good. Some form more kind of visual segues. Um, so to answer your question, I'm just thinking there because I'm in TV mode. I mean, there's, I'm constantly looking at new tricks and new ideas and not everything works and not, not everything translates. And now for me, okay, it's like being a comedian now and working in Australia and understanding that all your jokes are tailored to the Australian market. If that comedian was to go to Asia, they have to now rethink their approach. So when I'm looking at a new trick, I'm not just thinking about the Australian market anymore. Actually, I'm th really thinking about the international market, to mm. be honest. And I'm thinking, what's going to work? What's going to work without language? Changes my whole approach, so I'm working on material constantly. To answer it, 50, 60? Wow. In, in, a, yeah, in a book? Yeah. Yeah. And you're pretty ambitious, are you? You're not going to stop at Asia, are you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. 
Yeah. Not at all. And I said, I don't know, probably last time we spoke, I said Asia's the next target. Yes, yeah, you did. And, and, and I know you, people hear all this and you, they, you, know, you hear artists say, oh, no, I'm doing this and I'm over in London, I'm doing that. And, and that's all great. But the reality is it's a lot of work and I don't like to say it unless I'm actually going to do it. Hmm. So, yes, I've spoken about Yeah, but about you don't Asia. go out and boast, do you? I mean, I try not I, to. I'll draw I, it out of you, but you're not going to sit yeah. down anywhere and go, oh, yeah, next I'm going to be big No, no, and with US you, I'm very candid. I'm, I'm much gonna more... I'm kill it in Copenhagen. <laughs> That's know, right. And all this stuff. That's right. I mean, You look, might Asia... have those dreams, but... Yes, correct. You, you'll work to it quite Correct. Well. And Asia was a focus, and still it is a focus, and now we've made some really significant steps towards, um, you know, penetrating that market. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, so on tour, end of 2018. Yes, Australia. Look out for that. Tickets on sale probably yes. mid-next year, early yeah, next uh, year, something like that. Yeah, Mid-next yes. Yep, yep. Wonderful stuff. The books, mm-hmm. how many are out now? One. There's one out. One is okay. out right now, yep. Mysterious World of Cosentino, book one, The Missing Ace. The Missing Ace. And the second book comes out. It's a pretty out. substantial book too. Yeah, you get it's a, There's cool. actually an ace inside the back cover. Yeah, because you learn a trick in it. In, in, in this particular book... Um, the main character is a little boy called Cosentino. He has a, sp- a special magic book. But magic in this particular story is banished by the evil king, who's the, uh, the king uh-huh. of diamonds. Yes. And he has to perform a particular trick to get out of trouble. You learn that trick from, from his performance in the book. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, here's a trick. Great uh, Christmas gift idea if you've got any younger people in your life. And you, you, your books are very well produced. I mean, your autobiography just looked sensational. Thank book, you. you know, just so much work went into that. It and the did, design it did. And everything. And you've sort of carried that over here. The cover's fantastic. It's beautiful. And do you yeah, know, this book, I, I, from what I understand, Mark, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, this is under like $10. Right. I think this book at some yeah. places is like $6. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a happy meal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's... Yeah. Yeah. I don't set the prices. Yeah. No. Good value. I think so. Well done. All righty. Look, uh, thanks for coming in again. Pleasure. Great catching up with you. Great uh, having Mark keeping in touch with us. If you um, follow the Media Week Morning Mm. Report, you can subscribe to that online. Uh, we often get news through from you guys where, mm. wherever you are, what you're up to. Also, I think you're probably most active on Facebook, updating your yes, fans. Is that correct. right? Facebook and Instagram. Yep. And uh, people can go to my website, which is cosentino.com.au, and it's C-O-S-E-N-T-I-N-O, because people say C-O-N, but C-O-S-E-N-T-I-N-O. Cosentino. Cosentino. But can I also say thank you? I've got to say thank you to you because you've been such a wonderful supporter, and I don't say this. I mean, Cut it out. Cut no, no, no. I need to say it because you've been such a wonderful supporter, <laughs> and this is a tough industry. Yeah, and and you've really, um, uh, you know, you, you you've really, you know, you understand what what we're doing, what we're trying to do, and yeah, you, you was, and I appreciate the support. Yeah, so I, wanna, I was just I a great success story. Those shows you had on Seven, I think, and they were huge. When you're on Australia's Got Talent, mm. that was very successful. You know, when you've guested on other shows, it's done well, and you care about. You know, you reach out to people if they're interested and give them information. So yeah, it's good. We. We're happy to sort of help in any minor way we can. Well, well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. (laughs) All the best. Cheers.